Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rightio. Uh, as the Rugby World Cup heads into its second week and uh, France have just completed their second game uh, and uh, Uruguay were competitive, um, uh, the All Blacks uh, have got Namibia tomorrow. It, m- it might have uh, seemed a chance to collectively catch our breath, and well, maybe it has been. But that's not quite the nature of World Cups, especially, especially when you are as a zero and one as we have, uh, have a selection injury, have injury and coincidence, uh, confidence headaches as well. Uh, I mean, where are the All Blacks at this stage? The game of the round looks like it'll come on Monday morning when Australia and Fiji lock horns in a crucial Group A encounter. But that's a long way away in rugby years, especially when you consider the full weekend of the NPC footy as well. Well, John O'Gibbs, of course, uh, is well known to us all as former All Black, uh, Murray All Black captain, proud Waikato man, of course, uh, went to have a very successful career in Europe coaching. Back home now, and after being saddled with those clowns on the good oil a few weeks ago, it's a, a mini miracle he's answered our call this morning. John, how's it going? Um, thanks, for, thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, no worries, Smitty. Thanks, thanks very much. Uh, I don't know if Clado will be too happy with that um, assessment of the good oil. Uh, well, I think it's pretty accurate myself, just personally. But uh, <laughs> moving along, moving along. Hey, uh, first week of the World Cup, and France, of course, now have had two games. Uh, you know, uh, French rugby uh, very, very well. Uh, what have you made of the first week in France, in particular? Yeah, look, I think. Um, you know they've got the infrastructure, you know, because of the, the the European football competition they held there. You know they do things really well in the in the cities where the games are on. You know the fan zones, all that sort of stuff. Um, from a supporter's point of view, I guess the only problem they've had is they ran out of beer at the stadiums, um, especially for the Irish supporters. They weren't too happy. But, um, you know, I think it's going to gain momentum. The, the French team, like you say, uh, have had two wins now. And as the, as the tournament goes on, I think the expectation and pressure for, for France will keep building. Um, but they're, they're certainly looking on track. They are looking uh, on track. I mean, I wouldn't say they'd be overjoyed about this morning, but uh, most of those players won't feature when it gets really serious, will they? Um, not yeah. Obviously, you're looking at um, a different selection there for sure. Um, he's got to be careful. He's got to keep guys reasonably match fit. Uh, so those are the those are the games that he'll he'll try and manage a squad. But yeah, there's some key guys not not on the grass today. And you know, uh, Uruguay were good value, um, and it took probably that that 70th minute try and a good bit of rugby from France to finally, you know, to separate themselves. So it's good for the competition. Um, but, yeah, I think France, uh, they're moving on to, to bigger things. Andy Farrell's interesting, and, and you'd know Andy Farrell pretty well as, as well. He's gone whole hog race, basically. Just uh, He's got Conor Murray, Murray at half halfback instead of Jamison Gibson Park. But aside from that, that is nearly his starting side, against Tonga, and if I look at the draw, 
Uh, he's uh, he's going to take on South Africa. Then, of course, he's got a crucial game against Scotland. I mean, he's just taken an, an exact opposite approach, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and again, it's his comments this morning in the media or yesterday around, well, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, they're comfortable where they're at as a squad. That's what they want to do, a bit of continuity. Um, you know, they want to have uh, a bit of stability at this part of the, the tournament, and that's the way they've approached it. But um, I think each squad probably has their own sort of dynamic going on inside their camp, and that's how sort of Ireland have made a selection that they feel like that's what they need for their group um, right now. So, yeah, it is, it's, it is different. It's interesting, but I think it just shows also from the punter's point of view, from the outsider's point of view, um, you know, things that are going on inside a team, um, sometimes they are really different to what you see on the outside. From a coaching perspective, um, and I'm sure you, you still watch it through that lens uh, as well, what about the officiating? What, what about the game itself? I mean, this is the pinnacle of the game. This is its showpiece. Um, I, I just wonder about the inconsistencies and, and the level of officiating. How do you feel about that, John? Do you get frustrated from time to time? Yeah, certainly. I, I, I mean... We can all appreciate that there's a technical um, complexity to some things. Um, but I, I also think, you, you know, if you want to look for trouble, you'll probably find it. Um, you know, if you break down every image in slow-mo, you, you will find something. I, I, I think intent has a massive part of, the, uh, of it. Player safety and intent around that is is a bit of common sense too, and I I think you highlighted, uh, you know, Tafa Fenua's contact with the Uruguayan nine this morning. Not sure there was a massive intent to it, um, so you know I think that's that that sort of stuff is a bit uh, like you say inconsistent. Um, the curry red card, that incident—it's just yeah, it's probably a bit hard to to know where um, the line in the sand is. So, from a coaching point of view, how do you deal with how do you deal with contact? I mean, you're dealing with some big bruises there when you're coaching in France. How do you get it through to them about the, the care around the head area, etc.? I mean, and still ask them to be fully committed and fully physical. Might have lost Jono. No, no, Might I'm here. Did you hear? Oh, oh, sorry, I'll ask you that again then. Uh, from a coaching point of view, uh, Jono, how do you deal? How do you deal with your players, and how do you uh, try to coach them in the uh, contact in the head area, but still ask them for that level of one hundred percent physicality? Yeah, look, it's it's uh, you know. The actual, you know, if you're in a good position, nice and early, and as a defensive line, you've got more chance to execute uh, a tackle correctly and safely. If you're late into position, if you're scrambling, if you're not balanced, and, you know, there's a late change of direction or the attack have the momentum, yeah, that's when your technique becomes uh, under under pressure. So, 
you know, from a from a coaching point of view, we try and talk about getting ourselves in the in, in the right position early. You know, and you know, working on how we're how we're getting to the tackle, and making sure we're we're as quickly in place as possible, and then you know, there's some pretty basic rules around tackling. You know, mm-hmm. uh, under the ball, if you're the inside uh, tackler, making sure we we we're we're targeting under the ball, and if you're the outside tackler, the second in the tackler. You know that, that's when you need to be very uh, mindful of the the head position of of the ball carrier. But the more time you have, you know, and that means the quicker you are in position, the better chances you are of, of executing correctly. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Great exp- explanation, actually. Um, uh, Jono, the All Blacks. Uh, what have you made of uh, them? Uh, we've only seen them once, but we've seen them a lot going into the World Cup, and I'm sure you've studied those performances. Uh, where do you think we are placed now? Um, look, I, I, without going into the the postmortem ad nauseum because that's been done, but I, I, you know, for me, uh, the individual error rate would have been highlighted. I mean, across the board. You know, if you have 15 or 23 All Blacks and they make one error per game, that's that's just far too high. So, I, I think they they'll be, um, you know, putting putting a focus on on the individual to 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 really minimise the error rate and really reduce that. I think it's been talked about already around the exit strategies. Um, and you know, and backing their skills to play, or you know, kicking quickly, and then having a good chase line in place to to put pressure. So I think a couple of things there that they'll be looking at. Um, but I think they've also got to keep the confidence. Honestly, uh, it's, you know, they've got to look at a few things in that game that actually pointed to, um, you know. They're on the right track in some areas. The, you know, they can strike off first phase. They showed that in, in the French game. It just only happened twice. So they'll be looking to to, to keep uh, the confidence in that that they can take teams apart off the first phase. Um, they did have opportunities in the in the opposition twenty two. So they are getting themselves into the right part of the field. So how they got themselves there was they. You know, they built pressure with holding on to the ball. Um, so they could do that still. Um, and they were getting opportunities in the 22. They just didn't convert them. So I, I think there's still stuff in there that, um, you know, the evidence would still, you know, for me, they should be still taking confidence from a couple of things. And it's why it didn't really translate into scoreboard pressure or translate into an, a victory was... Like I say, I, I think individual errors, and uh, and I think they they need to um, you know understand that they're going to receive a lot of kicks, and you know how they get out of their half, um, you know they've, they've got to be all on the same page there. Are we uh, big enough physically uh, to win it? Uh, in a physical manner, I mean, we we match up against uh, France, we match up against uh, Ireland uh, or South Africa. Are we, are we big enough physically, Jono, in your opinion, to win the game up front like that, or do we have to start inventing uh, and using the flair that we know that we've got? 
Um, I, look, I think, yeah, like physically, yeah, we are, um, we are equipped. You know, we, we look at that Mount Smart game. Um, I, I think that pointed to uh, some really, really good um, uh, benchmark from a pack. And I think there is that um, confidence that they can they can win a set piece battle. I, I just think, like you say, the flair part um, for me, it's yeah, it's backing the skills that they do have. And if they are thirty metres off their own line, the opposition's showing them a showing them space on the edge. They, they've got a they've got to back their skills to be able to exploit that that space on the edge. And um, that's that's what all black rugby is. If you show a weakness, they they'll exploit it. And I just think maybe in that French game, we received a lot of kicks, but um, maybe there were chances to actually run it back at them and then um, kick on our terms a little bit better. Uh, I've just felt like maybe we kicked straight away. And we mm. didn't we didn't create pressure because um, ultimately you you want to kick the ball to 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 win it back or to put the opposition under pressure and I'm not sure we we did a lot of that. Well, uh, tomorrow and and um, the All Blacks are playing, but there's another very important game which uh, you might have an eye on as well because you've got history with uh, Waikato and the Chiefs as well, and yep. they're going to Bell Park and Pakaranga to play against Auckland. Now, uh, I'm not sure before you went away and on your coaching um, <laughs> expanse that you, you uh, ever dreamed you'd come back and, and watch uh, Waikato play Auckland at Bell Park and Pakaranga, but that's what's happening at NPC level. What do you make of that? Yeah, look, it, it, it's, it's a bit of a sign of the times. Um, I, I do feel, having been up in Europe and some of those bespoke grounds that they have up in Europe for... You know, particularly in the English competition, even some in France, where the capacity is sort of fourteen to fifteen thousand seats, um, you, you know, does create a bit of a different atmosphere than uh, you know an NPC game being played at uh, what's the capacity Eden Park nowadays. Um, so, mm. uh, you know, I, I think there's there's a bit of a, um, <laughs> a bit of common sense in shifting away from Eden Park, but yeah, look, I think it's uh, regardless of where they play, Smithy, this is a massive game for Waikato because um, you know it, two wins out of seven games. Um, you know the six points behind uh, Bay Plenty Hawks Bay, two points behind Counties for the playoff position, and you know there's three games left that they have to make each game count. It's a special game traditionally anyway for for us. Um, but you know the stakes are stakes are really high for for, for tomorrow. Final question, John O'Gibbs, uh, with, with your yep. um, involvement in rugby as a player and a coach. Uh, I know you're home now, just taking a bit of a breather, and uh, I just wonder how long you you John O'Gibbs are going to stay out of rugby. <laughs> um, well, it depends on how long this house that I'm trying to work on <laughs> takes, but. Um, <laughs> I'm very old and slow at the moment, but um, <laughs> no, look, I, I, it's um, yeah, it's a passion for me. So uh, you know, staying involved in rugby, um, 
you know, it's, it's important. It is a priority, absolutely. So hopefully uh, there's an opportunity around the corner. And um, like you say, having had a bit of a break, now I'm recharging the batteries. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to going back to work soon. Good on you, Jono. Uh, great to catch up with you. Haven't seen you for a long time, but uh, I've been watching you uh, at La Rochelle and Claremont, um, and it's uh, been wonderful to follow your progress. Uh, thanks for your thoughts this morning. Uh, get on it. We'll let you go now and uh, complete the house and so you can get back into it, eh? Uh, good man. Thank you. Cheers.